Right, so welcome to the Romp and Stomp Wrestling Podcast, episode number 29. I'm your host, Black Cat Sammy, not even wearing a goddamn hat. Um, today is Thursday, August 11th, or the 11th of August, year 2012. No, not 2012. We're past, we're 10 years past the end of the world. It's 2022. It's, it's August 11th, 2022. Um, and yeah. Um, today's episode is going to be my, should this episode be a review show, or should this episode be a mid-seasons awards show for AEW? Um, who? I guess it should be my mid-season award. I guess I'm gonna give out, like, a little review. A short, brief review of last night's episode of Dynamite. Last night's episode of Dynamite. Quick by the lake, in the Target Center, over in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um... Really good show, by the way. Um, I'm guess I'm gonna give out a brief review, and maybe I'm gonna do my AEW like mid years mid years award. Um, I mean, well, yeah, my mid year award, yeah, my mid year awards, yes. Okay, so yeah, brief review, midi awards, or just call it the midis. Um, and with that out of the way, let's get started. Um. Last night's episode of AW. Last night's episode of Dynamite. <clears throat> um, sorry. It was a really like Quake by the Lake. It was a really, really, really darn good episode. Um, really darn good episode of Dynamite. Um. Uh, the I mean, and it was a much needed episode of Dynamite because, well, in my head. There was just like a lot of political. I mean, there was a lot of political thoughts that were just invading my head. Um, there's a lot of like you know thoughts of like um I don't know last last yesterday um I was about to say last day but yesterday I did an episode um just talking about the um just talking about why I don't watch football why football is regressing and all that type of stuff. Um, but after I but after I did I watched like some older college football games which is good for the soul. Um, also, I wa also, at, w before I watched, um, Quake by the Lake, the Dynamite episode of Quake by the Lake, um, it was really good, had some dinner, and then watched Quake by the Lake, and let me tell you, it was a very, it was a really, really good show, really, really darn good show, the opening match, it was actual, it was pretty good, it was between, it was, um, it was a casket match between Darby Allen and Brody King, um, the the ending was absolutely perfect when like Darby out were like Dar were Darby choked um Brody King out and um <clears throat> and Brody King literally like went into like the coffin and it was just like putt putt essentially it was like mini golf um Darby putting um Brody King into the into into the coffin and yeah Darby won the match also um Buddy Matthews returned jo there was a Julie Hart appearance um. Alice, um, Malachi Black, um, um, Malachi Black made an appearance, and Sting was inside a casket, and oh my god, the, the Sting spot, Buddy Matthews finding out, um, Sting was in the casket, oh, that was glorious, love that spot, and every time Tony Schiavone say, like, announces Sting, it just brings joy into my heart, it was just like, oh my god, oh, my heart is so full, it's Sting, and Tony Schiavone's happy, it's Sting, oh, <laughs> Uh, but like the match overall was really good. Um, I can't. I'm not gonna like remember all the matches from the top of my head. Um, but there was also a match between 
there was also a match. Oh, there was a match between um Andrade, Andrade um Roosh going against um going against the Lucha Brothers Penta and and Penta and Phoenix and um and that was a good match. Um, of course, um, La Facción Ingobernable. Um, the, uh, what's the, what's the initial LFI? Yeah, LFI for La Facción, in, for La Facción Ingobernable. Um, have to, like, say, like, Spanish because it's just so much fun yelling it out in Spanish. But LFI, um, got another pin over the Lucha Brothers. Um, I don't know if this, I don't know when this feud is gonna end, but that was a good match. Flippy stuff. We got to see flippy stuff. We got to see flippy stuff. Um, it was beautiful. It was glorious. And we got to see, and also the mask came off. But other than that, flippy stuff was fun. Oh, man. It, it was just such an exciting match. Um. Um, there's also a match between Madison Rain and Jade Cargill, which was a pretty good match. Um, it was a pretty good match, of course. Um, at the end, um, there's also like a thunder. There's also like Thunder Rosa. Um, there was also like Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Like, oh, we're they're just saying like we're gonna go our separate ways. Hopefully, we get the three way at all out. Okay, I know it's not the most ideal match. I preferably I want a four way between. Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, um, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, with Rebel, or uh, aka Reba, um, Tony Storm and Thunderstorm, and, um, uh, <laughs> Thunderstorm, yeah, the two members of Thunderstorm, Tony Storm and Thunderosa, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, just have, just have them go on a four-way in Chicago, um, at All Out, that'd be glorious, but no, 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 Tony's never gonna break, Tony's never gonna have Jamie Hayter away with, um, with Britt Baker, I don't think Britt, I don't think Jamie Hayter wants to leave Britt Baker, I don't think Britt Baker wants Jamie Hayter to leave, I don't, so basically, all sides are, are happy, so, yeah, we get we get to see that continue. Um, God forbid. Um, there's also a there's a few matches here and there. There's also like um L I J no not L I J um uh, L J I L I J. I'm just finding out that like the initials for like for um for La Facción Ingobernable. Um, uh, <laughs> oh man, I'm just finding out that like. It's like the initials L I J is literally like um L I J L I L I I mean L J I. It's just like L L I J, but you switch the I and the J together. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> that's actually very funny. Um, there's also a segment where Warlow. There's also a segment with Warlow F T R. Warlow F T R and um. And Sanjay Dutt and friends, including Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh, they made an they made an appearance. And um, there's also like the Jericho Appreciation Society. They well, they got to talk. Um, they got to talk. It was like, yeah, I don't know, man. Daniel Garcia talking about Brian Danielson. It's just I don't know. It's yeah, it's gone stale for me, really. Like, bro, move on. You already beaten Danielson. You already sent him in, like... You already sent him back to, like, the Pacific Northwest or, like, wherever he lives. Um, with, like, Bree and, um... With Bree... With Bree and, like... And, and Bert... Bree and Birdie and whatnot. And, um... 
and I mean, you're still not letting go. You already beat him, albeit with the help of Jake Hager. But dude, you already beat him. You already slayed the the American Dragon. You're a Dragon Slayer, and you won't shut up about him. Like, what is this? Like, what is this? Like New Japan? Like where like people just like talk about whoever they want and don't let go to like other people. Like, what are you, Sack Saber Jr., who's like obsessed with like freaking Will Osprey, or Will Osprey obsessed with like Kanahashi or Okada or something? Dude, like what? Dude, just uh, dude, just move on, move on, just fight Moxley or something, or 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 fight Darby. Yeah, fight Darby Allen. Yeah, I want to see that match, but no, no, no. I digress. And also, Anna Jay choking out people, which is really an acquired taste, really. I mean, she's more of the comedic doll for, um, for the JAS. It's like, it's, uh, come on. Like, why? Just, just, just why? I mean, I understand, um, I understand why you're making that, but come on. Just no. Oh yeah, and there was also Ricky Starks going against Aaron Soul. That was a good match. Um That was a pretty that was like a pretty good match. Um Ricky Starks like literally driving Nick Camarado afterwards. It was glorious. And Ricky and like and oh my god, Powerhouse Will Hobbs getting upset. Oh, something tell me something tells me that this is not over by a long shot. And there was also the segment, um, and I'm not going in any order in particular, but the segment between the segment where the Young Bucks, um, want, like, try to appeal for Hangman Page to be their trio's partner, um, Hangman, like, said, Hangman said no, and, <laughs> and I was just like, just kiss already. Hangman then said, then said no after Matt proposal, and Hangman saying that like, oh, I gotta be with them, I gotta be with the Dark Order. They were with me, even though there's like, there. I mean, they were with me, even though the Dark Order now they have like less members, but he's gonna stick by to the Dark Order, and hopefully, the tells this tells me that Hangman is going after, I guess, hopefully one of the belts. I'm not necessarily sure if it's a TNT. No, it's not going to be the TNT belt. I think it's going to be the AEW belt. Hopefully, I don't know if it's going to be for All Out because something else happened. Um, before like something happened in like the prelude of well, something's going to happen in the prelude of All Out. But as I'm going to mention later, but I mean, I think Hangman has has his sights on other things. So, ah, uh, fuck. Sorry. Um, and like the main event between Chris Jericho and um Lionheart Chris Jericho and John Moxley. Fun main event. Very fun main event. Um very good match. The lo- I mean, literally he had the um he had like the Lion Tamer submission to um yeah. He had the like the Lion Tamer submission slash um walls of Jericho on um on Moxley, he meaning Chris Jericho, Lion Tamer Chris Jericho. He had him on for like quite a while for an entire picture and picture break. It was glorious. Um, and then like and then but ultimately Moxley won in a very good match. And then there was a brawl that ensued between the Jericho Appreciation Society and the The Jericho Appreciation Society brawled with um with Moxley. They try to like, you know, beat up Moxley before um before the Blackpool Combat Club and friends came to the aid, and then there was like more Jericho Appreciation Society members, and then CM Punk, um, well, CM Punk made his return. 
CM Punk made his return much to a fanfare of um much to a fanfare in Minneapolis. And we got to see confrontation between John Moxley and CM Punk, which is I th- which I think, I think, and I think many people in the wrestling community think that John Moxley's going to go against CM Punk at All Out in like in in the sort of next month. I think that's going to be the move there, and it's probably good. and of course it's going to be the unification match. So and CM Punk was like literally, I mean John Moxley not. Showing any respect to CM Punk, and then and then like and then like CM Punk afterwards after like you know after there's nobody else in the ring, CM Punk just showing off like putting weight in his injured leg or was injured leg, and like he's just putting it off and just like oh I'm free I'm at hundred percent he worked us he he said like in I think in San Diego Comic Con um over the weekend that say like oh I'm not a hundred percent I'm still sore. But he was, he was kind of like, it was more of a tease. He, it was more of a work. And you know what? Us wrestling, us wrestling fans, I think we enjoy that work. I, I think we enjoy being worked that way. So, um, yeah, that's, and I think like this episode, Quake by the Lake, um, it's a very special episode. I like this episode a lot. Whether it's a top two dynamite, it's kind of, it's, it's going to take me some time to, to, um, you know. To say my verdict on it, but it's a pretty good show. Loved it. I literally loved the episode. It was one of their best episodes they've done. And this is me saying that last week's episode was actually a real was like a pretty good dynamite. Um, even though like the card wasn't like as good as it is this week, but it was. But like, it's two consecutive weeks of like really, really, really darn flipping good shows and i all i gotta say is just my kudos to tony khan so uh yeah that's my review for um for quick by the lake um hopefully rampage even though it's like an underwhelming card i think rampage is gonna deliver um and yeah that's all i can say about like the episodes of AEW. now as for my mid-season awards my male wrestler of the year in AEW. It's probably going to, I think for me, it's going to be Moxley. It's going to be Moxley for me and then Hangman at, and then like Hangman and then probably CM Punk. Maybe Daniel Garcia, but like there's a lot of people to choose from in like, in the men's division. The women's division, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to, oh, this one's a tough one. I mean, uh, Rick Baker, I mean. Britt Baker's good, but, like, she's not the same, but, like, she's not, like, 2021 Britt Baker. And plus 2021 Britt Baker's, like, well, I mean, she's been pushed a lot. So, personally, my top three is going to have to be Thunder Rosa, um, Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, and Jade Cargill. And if I have to choose, I'm probably going to have to say maybe Jade. It's probably going to be either Serena Deeb or Jade Cargill. Or maybe even, I mean, I would say Thunder Rosa. But, like, Thunder Rosa's like, she, I don't know. It's just, like, her matches. And it's not necessarily her fault. But her matches, I mean, well, I mean, well, some of her matches, it's, like, kind of, like, hit and miss. More hit than miss. But... With Serena Deeb, like you got consistency, you got consistency out of her. Um, really enjoy her match, her series against Sheeta. Um, 
And I, but like Jade Cargill, like she's undefeated. She already has a belt. She's only wrestling 36 matches. But I mean, every time, but like she's been improved. She's like been improving like in every match, which is good. Um, the batting section is like, I mean, there still needs to be some work with the batting section, especially since the batting section is like mostly jobbers. But Jade Cargill overall, especially with like Big Stoke, Stokely Hathaway now. Uh, voice crack. Um, especially with, with um with Stokely Hathaway now, I think um, I think like Jade Cargill's like probably could I can make the case for why Jade Cargill is probably gonna be the number is probably gonna be like Women's Wrestler of the Year at this point. Tag Team of the Year. Um, Tag Team of the Year. I mean, I know like it's split between FTR and the Young Bucks, and maybe even Swerving Our Glory. I'm gonna have to say FTR though, just because of like how much they're pushed and how and how well they perform as well. They've they've been performing really, really good. Um, I mean, there's a reason why they're they they, they have like seven stars to their name. Not sure they not sure they have like their shit with Cornette and stuff. They defend Cornette and shit, or supposedly defend Cornette, but the, uh, that doesn't take away from like how good of wrestlers they are. Sure, you can be salty because oh they root for all they're just like Bret Hart wannabes, or like they're close to Cornette and stuff, and like they defend Cornette and shit. Like shut the fuck up, okay? Just enjoy the fucking show, man. Like, just enjoy the fucking show. I don't give a shit if like. If, like, you know, if they, like, like Cornette or something, or if they criticize Dave Meltzer or stuff. Dave Meltzer and Jim Cornette, those are journalists. I know they've been around. They're, they've been around, and they're well-respected journalists and personalities, but they're not in the mat. FTR and the Young Bucks are. So just let FTR and the Bucks cook, okay? Okay. Um, My breakout star... It's not Anna J. Okay, just because she's in the Jericho Appreciation Society, just because she's choking random people out, like that doesn't mean nothing. I think like most, I think like the um, most improved for the woman's side is ooh, this one's gonna be a bit of a tough one there. Oh man, ooh, ah man, I don't know, man. I mean. Anna Jade, like, she's improved a lot, but she's not, but, like, I can't call her most improved. I can't call Red Velvet most improved either. I guess, like, maybe Jamie Hayter, but, like, Jamie Hayter, like, I mean, in 2021, she's good. She's just been wrestling more. Um, or at least I think she's wrestling more. Um, oh, man, this one's a hard one to pick. Really hard one to pick. Because there's, like, so many options, but, like, I mean, in the other divisions, but, like, in the women's division, it's, like, yeah, I mean, you can make a case for a few, but, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, it's just, uh, I guess maybe Newcomer of the Year, though, for AEW. Newcomer of the Year, and, I mean, I'm not gonna count, like, um, I'm not necessarily going to count, like, um, people, um, People like Miriam Mashta as like a newcomer of the year, um, because she doesn't wrestle in like AEW too often. She made like an appearance here and there. Um, I'm basing this on like you know on like on people that are constantly there. Um, I think like my newcomer of the year is probably going to be between Tony Storm and Athena, and I think pro and I think Tony St and I think like Tony Storm for me kind of takes the cake. 
um because uh just for now because like she's been wrestling more she's been wrestling pretty often she's been like pretty consistent in her wrestling and she's like over and she's always been a good wrestler too and mostly because she's um she's wrestled more than athena athena she's like also really good but like i haven't but i but like she's not a showcase too much i mean well she's not as um She's not as showcased on AEW television as Tony Storm, so I guess like Tony Storm's probably like my it could be a tie by the end of the year for me, but right now it's Tony Storm, um, and the impact she gives to the women's division is also pretty good too. Okay, um, now my male newcomer of the year, um, for the men's side, it's ooh, most improved. I'm gonna have to give it to Wheeler Yuta. Um, Wheeler Yuta, maybe even Daniel Garcia too, probably a tie. Most improved wrestler. No, yeah, I think that's like my most, my two most improved wrestlers are, are Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia. And the, and the development of the two is just so good. Nah, newcomer of the year. Um, <laughs> I would say Dan Housen, but um, my newcomer, my AEW newcomer of the year would probably be... Ooh, newcomer of the year. This one's gonna be a tough one. Oh man, from like January to now, newcomer of the year. Ooh, ooh. I mean, I did say that CM Punk was going to be like. I did say CM Punk is probably gonna is probably like top three um, men's wrestler of the year. Newcomer of the year. It's for me. It's gonna be Kanosuke Takeshita. It's gonna be the soup for me. I think soup is um for me like he's just like ever since he entered AEW and I know he appeared at once in like 2021 at a house show, but he but he but like I think he's for me he's the newcomer of the year because ever since he stepped into AEW um this year alone um he's been like improving slowly and surely and like he's been featured in like a lot of big matches so i think he's like probably my clear cut my clear cut favorite for newcomer of the year now parker board now parker board parker border could also be new, could also get there um i could also i could also see um say i could also see um aria davari there but for me it's kanosuke Takeshita. And Jay Lethal for me is he's not really too much of a newcomer for me. I think he made his appearances like in like twenty in like twenty twenty one last year, um probably like around the fall, um but but for me right now it's like Kanosuke Takeshita though he's my newcomer of the year so yeah so I mean for the men's side it's like not necessary it's uh, for the men's side for wrestler of the year it's not like it, right now it's Mox. Um, for the women's side, it's like a three-way race between Rosa Deeb and um and Cargill, Jade Cargill. Um, men's tag team for me is gonna be FTR. Um, but that could change. Um, let's see. Most improved on the women's side, it's like pretty hard to tell. Um, newcomer from right now, it's like two. It's like Tony Storm with Athena, with like Athena right behind, with like Athena not too far behind. Um. Men's men's most approved is probably a two way tie between between Wheeler Yuta and um and Wheeler Yuta and say um and Daniel Garcia and newcomer of the year for me is Kanosuke Takeshita, although although Claudio could probably win 
Although Claudio can actually probably win you come every year though. But I need to see like more matches in like AEW. I can't like necessarily rank him based on their like he's only been there for the summer. Konosuke's been there like since like what? Around mid spring or something. So that's why I'm saying Konosuke Takeshita for the moment. But Claudio could probably win you come over the year easily. Maybe even overall wrestler of the year. But um that's another but that's another shot for another day. So yeah, that's my mid season awards. That's my review for AEW Dynamite Quick by the Lake. And that's it for this episode. If you enjoy if you if you like enjoy my content, go check out my Twitter at Black Hat Sammy where I should post about stuff. And um that's about it. Tomorrow's probably gonna be what, the the thirtieth episode, 29th episode, something I had lost track. Um I've been doing like what, four consecutive episodes of this, including this today so uh yeah just stay tuned tomorrow and um yeah until then i'll catch you guys on the other side of the tracks other side of the sunset or wherever um i'll catch you later peace